Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Greetings. I'm Lou Ann Anderson. This is Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm happy to be joined today by a couple of buddies of mine, Jamin Spidell and Stuart Spidell. They are both Temple residents, and we've been talking a lot over the last months about this bond election that's coming up, and I'm really excited that they're here to kind of uh, share some of their thoughts regarding what we're doing, what we're being asked to vote on, and the merits of, of voting on that. One of the things that seems to have caught Jamin's attention is thinking about how this bond passage or, or voting for or against this bond, um, that maybe the performance of the schools ought to be more of a factor than anything we've heard of to date discussed. And so with that, I'm going to throw it to Jamin and, you know, share with share with our audience here your thoughts on on what people should be considering when it comes to going and voting here in the next two weeks. Well, thank you for uh, inviting us over here for this podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I listened to all your other stuff, so I appreciate it. Um, I'm just a concerned citizen. That's, that's why I'm here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I did a simple Google search about 10 minutes before we got on the microphone here and I was able to get this information um, you had the link and I hope you put it in the show notes that I got this from the Texas Tribune and these numbers are from, uh, 2019 to 2020. And so <clears throat> I've been to a couple of the, uh, bond hearings or, you know, whenever they talk to, you know, the citizens, <laughs> the citizens, <laughs> but, um, and so one of the things that I noticed from the talking points was they've never ever mentioned how they're doing, how, how is Temple ISD doing in rankings as far as the state goes? You know, are they ranked number five, 10, 20, 30? Well, you know, what percentage are graduating? What, you know, these are simple questions um, because the way I see this bond issue is that you will be rewarding this school, these schools um, for what they've done in the past. And so I, I, I want to know how are they doing? So, a simple Google search, and I landed on this Texas Tribune uh, page. And uh, one of the categories, which I think is really important, is college readiness. And so, uh, statewide, all students, uh, it's about 25% is the uh, percentage of students in grade 11 and 12 taking at least one advanced placement uh, course. And so... Uh, statewide, that's 25%, and Temple ISD, for all students, it's 16%. Now, 
Now, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to articulate some of these numbers through audio. So I encourage everybody to go on to this webpage and actually look through every category. That's very important. And we will have that link up on the Political Pursuits Facebook page. Awesome. Awesome. So that was uh, for this college uh, readiness. This, the next category is performance. Now, again, this is from, let's see, excuse me. I think I said 2019 to 2020. That's 2018 to 2019 because COVID year for 2020. So they, you know, decided not to do any kind of rankings then because Lord forbid. Um, so statewide percentage is 51. Temple ISD is 39%. Okay. So then they're going to go down to African-American. Statewide percentage is 29%. Temple ISD, 20%. Okay. Uh, let's go down to Hispanic. The statewide percentage is 39%. Temple ISD, 27%. So <clears throat> that's not really good. Okay. Uh, Temple is a small town. They should not be below. They should be leading the way. Okay. Uh, I grew up in Houston. And, and I went to HISD schools, and they were crap. <laughs> I mean, absolute crap. Teachers, everything. I can name three teachers in my lifetime that I can actually say I remember their names, and they meant something to me. And one of them was a coach. So that might tell you a little something. Uh, college-ready graduate. Okay, a graduate is considered college-ready in reading or math. Okay. The statewide percentage is 60% in reading, okay? Temple ISD, 35%, okay? In math, the statewide percentage is 48%. Temple ISD is doing 20%. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the information I need. I'm not even going to go any further. So let me ask you this then. With those kinds of numbers that our reading is down, that our math scores are, are challenged is the kindest thing to say what do you think about that we're spending time in the school with uh the no place for hate pledges where we're they're pledging i think 75 percent of a school's population the students and the teachers have to sign this pledge and it's they're co focusing on i promise to do my best to treat everyone fairly i promise to do my best to be kind to everyone even if they are not like me I, if I see someone being hurt or bullied, I will tell a teacher. Well, I think those are all lofty goals. But at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't how many of these kids can read this pledge did, very well? I didn't realize that you had to pledge to not be a turd. <laughs> I mean, that, I, maybe I'm old school. I don't know. That would that That is a very fair perspective with which to look at that. I, I don't think they expect uh, the pledge to be read clearly. So at least not by discriminating parents. And I mean that discriminating by the s people who look at things analytically, not in the means of that. I'm a racist. That's reassuring. I'm glad we cleared that up real quick. <laughs> well, <laughs> in, in today's world, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be gotta, out there. You're yeah, because there are people that, um, you know, they're looking for them under every rock, Absolutely. Cranny, yes. You know, they smell racism these days. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, I guess they have to smell it because they certainly can't write about it or read about it based on those numbers. It's almost like they have to fabricate it. 
it's kind of weird. I mean, finding nooses at NASCAR races, that's really cool, you know, weird. I mean, I don't know very many. I tell you what, I have not heard of or seen a noose since I was like, I don't know, eight years old. And that was the only reason why I know what how to make noose and, and I saw it was because I was like in the Boy Scouts for like six months or something. And so we were like making all these different ropes and stuff. And so I was like, man, that's awesome. I know how to do a noose now. And then I never saw one again for like the rest well, of my life. That's why they call these microaggressions because you know, it isn't a big problem. It's all small problems that we have to blow up. So that's <laughs> why we have the term Mike. We had to invent the term microaggression. Right. Stuart, what are you thinking about that? What do you think about this, this bond election? <sighs> that's a low. How much time you got? <laughs> no, it, it, in a uh, macro sense of uh, the whole issue uh, in general, like I said earlier, uh, the only way this could have been proposed worse was if they were proposing this uh, in 2020. Uh, we're not through uh, any of this yet, okay? Uh, this is some horrible, horrible timing. Uh, Economically is what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, there's this misconception on our tax rates and I mean, there's all the, oh, so many other factors in our community going on right now. Uh, we've got a jail being built. They again, circumvented the tax, uh, taxpayers, the voters. Uh, what, how many times it was three, right? Three in the early 2000s. Yeah. So they proposed a it was voted down it was voted down a couple of times and Mm -hmm. they kept coming back and they figured out a back door i think they finally did it with a certificate of obligation which is a type of bond that Mm -hmm. doesn't i i haven't gone back and read up on that lately but yes they ended up the gist of it it is twice twice voters i believe had turned it down and then the third time they did it i believe using the co which does not require voter approval yeah so um that's but still that that's going to be a factor in our property tax uh, rate. So, um, but it, it there's a a bubble when you are elected, and it's kind of like I'm not going to say the saying "absolute power corrupts." I'm not blatantly saying there's corruption, but there's a when you're in a place of power, you're making decisions. Uh, for other people, a lot of other people, you tend to get in your, you create your own little bubble. We're all guilty of having our little bubbles. Okay. But you, we. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company. The only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. 
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Normal people can look beyond it and factor that into their decision-making, okay? Clearly, our school board and, and powers that be out here did not factor or put enough thought into what's going on in the environment. Other economic factors, jail, uh, Temple Junior College, they wanted we, we, that just passed earlier this year. Okay, but it doesn't matter. No, who cares? Well, hold on, let's go back to that. That that's another thing. Okay, <laughs> what passed? I'm asking you, Luann. What was it that passed, and how how was that passed through? for Temple Junior College. That was this past May. This that, year? Yeah, in May. Okay. Yeah, six months ago. Okay, just oh, no, they're, sure. they're, they're, Yeah, they're lining up. In May, it was a $124.9 million bond was what was advertised. Now, of course, that's principal only, and so you have to what add that the mean? interest in it. What does that mean? I mean, I... I the I, principal I, is the base amount. When you go and you, you are going to buy a house, if you're going to finance it, right. there is an asking price for the house. That's your principal, so to speak. Gotcha. Then you're financing it, and so you are going to be paying a premium to a your lending institution for the use of that money over an agreed-upon period of time. That is the interest. And so if you were going buying that house, you can't just look at what the, the house is going to cost you the price of the house as being, oh, that's going to be what my house payment is. You have to look at the combination of that house amount plus the money that it is going to cost you, the premium that it's going to cost you for being able to borrow money. That's your interest. And so your house payment may be 75% of a, of a payment, but the other 25% is going to be the interest. And I mean, and it can vary. It depends on interest rates and Is that a length. fixed interest or what? Well, it, it varies. It okay. varies. And it varies, you know, throughout, throughout time, different types of, of structures are, but the bottom line is that the base amount isn't the total of what's going to be paid. Gotcha. Also from based on uh, the debt uh, status of our county, uh, the principal estimates, that's based off of 40% of the principal that we know of. So that's only, <laughs> it's oh, more than that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's what I just finished another podcast earlier where I went through and talked about what our local government debt is. And with TISD, they currently, I put all those numbers away right now, but TISD currently has like $260 million worth of debt. They're asking by the time you put principal and interest together with this, this 184.5 or whatever that is, by the time you throw in another $75 million of interest for that, you're going to be up at another 250 to $260 million. So they are effectively asking although they're not putting it this way, taxpayers to double, to rubber stamp doubling the amount of debt for the tax district, for the school district alone. 
And yes, I, I have maintained that, you know, the pandemic may be somewhat past, but it's been replaced by a spending fever that is rampantly moving through our government entities. We've had TIS, we've had Temple College, they were in May. Now we have TISD because, to your point about the timing being bad, the only time it would have been worse would have been during the middle of the pandemic, but they knew better than that. And so now they have this fever. Kinda, this, this he's like, whoa, 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 this is bad timing here. Yeah, yeah. so now they think that it's better. That same guy was off that day when uh, picking out the time to run for this bond and all. Yeah. Well, they, they're, they're all lined up. They got their calendars set out. That's how they roll. So, you know, everybody's going to be in line looking for more money. So this, uh, this isn't the first this year. We had Temple College. So now this is the second ask. Well, you know, don't think that 2020, that, oh, this is going to be it in 2022. Nobody's going to be asking. Yes, the hands will be out. At least the stadium restrooms will be new then. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about the new restrooms and the new weight room. And that just really excites me. Well, one of the There's things- sarcasm in everything I just said, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish they were excited about their math and reading. I know, exactly. exactly. That, that's my point is I'm sitting here asking some common sense, basic questions that have never been brought up in any of the meetings that I've been into. Okay. And that's what irritates me is that I have asked the superintendent to his face. And he didn't really, he didn't answer my question. He kind of mumbled on about something, just started rambling on something else. And I'm like, okay, well, there's my answer. You don't really know. Either that or you know and you're hiding it from me. Either way, you're a a car salesman and I don't trust you. And it's amazing to me that there's so many signs in the Temple area that want this bond to pass. And they're not asking basic questions. And that's concerning to me. And it kind of makes me realize why we have Joe Biden in. Don't don't ask him what our current debt level is, though. <laughs> you had a good point earlier, Luann. Yeah. that You're on to something on that. Well, yeah. What, what, repeat what you said earlier. Well, about, about the idea that, um, that, that they're not asking, they're not yeah. even wanting to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that they're not wanting to talk about that and that he couldn't tell me what the amount was, but then he went into a thing talking about how that there is a cap of the dollar amount per $100 valuation that taxing entities can use and that TISD was well below the cap, thus meaning that we had a lot of room to go. And so, yeah, we had a lot of room to go and... So there wasn't a problem that, you know, there could be some existing debt to which my thinking of that is saying, okay, I have $5,000 on a credit card and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go make some major purchase and that major purchase, I look at my statement and I see, oh, well, I have a $40,000 line of credit. So I'm going to go ahead and make this purchase because, hey, I'm okay not to mention the fact that maybe that $5,000 balance I'm carrying, I'm making the minimal payment every month, which means I'm getting socked with major interest and it's going to take me years and years and years. And when I finally get that $5,000 paid off, it's actually going to be like $9,000. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm okay because the credit line is up there saying I got $35,000 to play with. I'll, I'll do a, a Dave Ramsey plug. You know, they every person needs to... Uh 
get a copy. What is it? The total money makeover? Yeah, for any elected official. <laughs> I'll go even better. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Voodoo Economics. Okay? That's what this is. Voodoo Economics, people. I, I will say, I've got a podcast plan coming up where I'm going to be talking about uh, malaise and the misery index, which were two terms from back in the 70s. And I'm going to go through and talk about a lot of, of, lot of, of what different economists are thinking. That's going to be upcoming here in the next few days. And I was thinking about that podcast when I was at the meeting that I attended earlier this week because I'm a news junkie. Both right. of you guys are news junkies. You know, that's yep. a passion we all share. But there's a lot of people who, even if they don't follow the news to the degree that we do, they go to the grocery store. They see everything in their cart is going up. They go to the gas station. They know the yeah, economy. Go look at the price of steaks right now. I love meat, okay? I, I really do. I love steak. And I'm just, it's like 30 bucks for like a eight ounce steak now. And shortages as well. Right. Shortages as well. You know, it's a matter of can you even get some of those things? So people know, even if they're not following things like we are, they know that there is a problem. Sitting in that, sitting in that meeting the other day, there were some very nice people there. I'm sure they're very well intentioned. But... I don't think those people seem to live in the same economic reality right, that right. I do. It's the bubble. I'm telling you. I, I, I think people, um, you know, I moved here about five years ago, um, and it, I've noticed that there seems to be like this notion that there's Austin an hour away, okay, and none of that stuff in Austin's going to creep over here in Temple, Okay. And I'm not just talking uh, politics. I'm talking finances. Everything eventually creeps its way over to your area. Uh, okay. I think that we actually have a contingent of people here in Temple, people who are actually running some of our government who probably want, who probably aspire for Temple to grow up to be Austin. Well, that's just great. That and, just and, said, that sounds fantastic. Well, Let's that's get a, well, no, we already have the slogan. Don't, don't, don't Austin my temple. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I need a shirt made. Like we need to get shirts out and signs out like that because it's ridiculous that this is having, uh, that we're having this discussion and it, because we know the pushes here. Okay. The, the uh, politics that are happening in Austin are slowly creeping into temple and i'm watching it i'm a third party so i didn't grow up here um i had a grandmother that was here so i, I visited temple throughout my life I'm, I'm i'm over 40 years old um and so i'm seeing slowly the stuff that the crap that's going on in houston and austin it's slowly creeping over here into temple and don't think for a minute it can't happen here because I believe there's an incident that happened, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, about a transgender person that went into a restroom? Yeah. Go look in the news over in Virginia, okay? They had a transsexual person, transgender person, go into a restroom and rape a student. Two, Loudoun County, and there's actually two Loudoun County, that's right. Yes, that's Loudoun right. County, there's two different incidents each one of them in a different high school, but it sounds as though the same individual was involved and it was a transgender right. person, uh, biologically or born anyway, male wearing a skirt that went into the women's restroom and is alleged to have assaulted two different 
two different young girls in two different schools. But, you know, I guess with all of this and bringing it back to the, the bond issue, I would just say that I hope that we can retain enough of maybe some small town sensibility right. that we can inject some common sense and some good rational thinking with regard to approving this or not approving it. And one of the things I love that you were using that Texas Tribune information, while Texas Tribune is known for being a far more liberal uh, publication oh, in communist. terms of in terms of you know what they, their editorial content. No, it's just called they what it do is. have. How well, do you really feel, Jane? And this propaganda. That's what they they present. Okay, go look at who they're associated with. Yeah, go look. Go look who funds that. Yes, they, they say that they're nonprofit and all this crap, and they do on do, go, donations. Go look who donates to them. Every major corporation in America. Yeah. Okay. It's propaganda, but I love using its source. But no, 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 no. <laughs> my point is though that they do also have another side of their website that has all these databases with all of this information. Correct. And over the years, I have pulled information from them on a multiple, um, a multiple different topics. Right. And have always found that information to be credible. So where I do not hold them in high regard from their editorial standpoint. When it comes to compiling information, I, I do give them high marks. I do too, and I, as, I know I, I just dogged the crap out of them just a second ago. But you know what? They they are useful for some things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. When you know when Proving you said that against their own. Yeah, defeating their own arguments. But another, another resource that I've always found interesting over the years of, of following education public policy is that the Texas Education Agency, every year they come out with this snapshot. Now, this year's snapshot seems like it's, um, there's a lot of information missing. And in fact, even the district accountability rating, it says not rated declared state of disaster. So this That's is convenient. Yes, this is the 2020 snapshot. And so it has information basically from 2018, 2019. But a couple of things that come come up with this is uh, they have a, a percentage listed of economically disadvantaged in the TISD. And that number of economically disadvantaged students is 76.5, which if we have 76.5% of our students economically disadvantaged, I don't know. Are those the families that really can afford their taxes going up? I'm I'm going to just throw a curveball and say I don't think they are. They I don't think they can afford a bond like this. That's just me. Oh, no, no, no. They will justify. No, they're not increasing taxes. No, not at all. Oh, no, that's no. what's so funny is that all these these signs I see in the yards, it's funny because they're like, you know, two-story houses with a half acre and everything. They got this school bond sign saying you just passed that and everything. And I'm like, do y'all realize most of the kids that are in this school are, what, what, how do you call it? Economically it? disadvantaged. Okay. Economically disadvantaged. Poor. Poor. Okay. It's a poor area. Okay. Well, and our median income According to a, another website, Data USA, Is it like 50,000 or something? 54,000. Yeah. 54,873 as of 2019. That's the median. So that, that means, yes, half of the people are above that, but half are below that. Right. And evidently, a preponderance of those people may be at within the TISD. If you want to dig deeper, okay, how many of these students are from single parent families? 
And those are also the people that are having the hardest time managing the higher gas costs, the higher electricity costs. We got a cold winter. Hey, 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 you're talking about things. No, that's not part of their thinking. No, state, state. Stay out of that lane. Should be. No. <laughs> should be. But you know something else, though? I can tell you who can afford this tax hike. Because another thing that comes off of Trey the TEA, well. I bet you he can. I, I, I bet he, he sure can. likes to tell other people how to how spend their should. money. That's amazing. <laughs> A billionaire telling me how to spend my money and that I should like to hire taxes. I'm, I'm, sure the le- I'm sure the letter will be coming. And, you know, that's what, what I kind of enjoy, too, is remember oh, that, forgot that about the no, letters. no pledge for hate, that we're not we're against bullying and we're against peer pressure. But trust me, the peer pressure that's put on with regard to this bond election is off the charts. But let me tell you this about who can afford. According to the TEA snapshot, here in TISD, the average central administrative salary, I guess that central administration, is $91,656. But they'll be able to afford a tax Is that, you tax said rise. 90? 91. 91, wow. Yes, 9000 short of 100000 hmm. Now, the That's average campus administrative salary, so I would assume this is probably like your principals, right. is $83,051. So they're probably going to be okay Is with that this. Before or after? It doesn't yes. matter. No, it doesn't matter. I hey, I'm just throwing because they're they'll bring it up. Yeah. Well, no, it's won't. it's. Because I'm that, sure. It's, no, they won't. You know why? Because it's talking about their own money. Yeah. They they like talking about other people's money, not their own. Come on now. Oh, I know. And That's then why our they pro- don't know how much debt. And then listen, listen here. Average professional support staff salary, counselors, people like that. Is it counselors 60, or like secretary? what's the difference i don't know they're all the same there's a lot of there's a lot of staff positions that's sixty thousand nine hundred and forty six and then the teachers fifty four thousand one hundred and forty so they're right here in that median in fact according to the um according to this data usa side at fifty four eight seventy three they're below the actual median just slightly below the actual median I so got a the question. teachers are going to have the harder time of anybody in the school district it's that's kind of crazy but i i have a, another question how much does that coach make well i mean there's a number of them it's on the coaching staff but no yeah no. i what? I want to know. I want to know what is the athletic program? What? How much are they bringing in? Um, I actually, I wouldn't be surprised that if you go on, dig a little more on the Tribune website, right. that you can come up with a lot of that information. I'll do a quick Google search. How about that? But let me also just tell you, kind of, if, you know, thinking about these these um, salaries that we're seeing when it comes to the number of students per total staff, that number is seven point three. When it comes to the number of students per teacher, the low guys on the totem pole when it comes to, oh gosh, and that was probably politically incorrect, mm. the low people on the ranking of numbers that we just saw here, students per teacher, 14.4%. 14.4? Yes. So the guys That's, who, oh, so wait, Okay, wait. Let me break that down because I'm a simple person. You could probably call me a simpleton for all I care. Um, that means there's 14 students to each teacher. Yes. Now I don't know. I, I again, I'm a product of Houston Independent School District. I remember having up to 30 to 40 
classmates in each class that I was in. And the number has dwindled over the years. And so, that has been, that was, oh gosh, years ago, that was a huge public policy debate yeah, yeah. was the number of you, kids you, you could have. and I are 10 years apart. Okay? Right. So, uh, you probably my had class, a su- my substantially class was actually, smaller. It, yeah, yes, that's where I'm going with this. It was about 25. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's been a, I mean, and that's no, something it, the education it, industry so, has pushed for smaller class sizes because what does that do that means you have to have more teachers more teachers more bureaucracy more money more power then why am i looking at these numbers and saying why aren't they better preparing our kids i mean this is a fair question this is a fundamental question that i have about this bond where are your rankings what are you ranked what are you doing for me and the excuse me the kids Forget about me. What are you doing for the kids? Are you preparing them to go forward in life? Not just in college, by the way. I'm talking about in life, okay? Because I'm looking at the Texas Tribune and their numbers, and those numbers are telling me that you are underperforming. So why do you need all this cosmetic money? Because that's what it is. They're not, they're not upgrading anything as far as education goes. They're upgrading what the school looks like. There's no measure between... What they're asking us to pay for and performance. Yeah, it's yeah. it's co- no, you're cosmetic. You were talking about this earlier. There's, they can't prove it. Prove what? That what they're asking, what's included in the bond, is going to make them oh, better more, at reading oh, and if, Matt counting their fingers. If we pump a hundred million dollars into this high school, that means that people are going to be able to read better and. Uh, calculate two plus two equals five you know yeah that sounds great well it's kind of like all the stimulus money that's supposed (laughs) to help make for a robust economy how's that worked out for us in the last couple years yeah well one other thing here because don't go down that rabbit hole (laughs) that's a different podcast one other one other thing on this uh, texas education agency snapshot that's interesting is the total actual operating expenditures per pupil is $9,551. Of that, it breaks down that 56.8% of that is instructional, meaning 44, 40, or 41.2 <clears throat> is not instructional. So where does that break down? There's a percentage that goes to central administration, a percentage that goes to school leadership. I guess that's the people that do the no place for hate. (laughs) That's good. That's good. You got to wonder. A percent for plant services. Okay, I can understand that. That's just, I imagine, your infrastructure of keeping the school alive. And then another 20.4% that is other operating. So 56.8%. So the other part is how, what percentage? Yeah, 43.2. 43.2% goes of, to things that either are central administration, school leadership, plant services, or just a category that's other operating. So It's not really going to the kid. No, it's going to, it's going to support the bureaucracy. So what that tells me is that um, the Republican Party failed during the last year and a half, two years, because... I wouldn't limit, limit them to just two years. <laughs> well, no, no. They've always sucked No, PR. no, no, no. See, here's here's the difference between the two sides, okay? Um, the left, 
likes to take advantage of certain situations that pop up. Rahm Emanuel. Quote, 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 tweet, or a quote uh, here in that they, uh, what am I trying to say here? Well, the, Rahm Eman- the old Rahm Emanuel never let a crisis go to waste. That was Lewinsky, wasn't it? Or what was that lefty? Crazy guy back oh, in the Saul. 60s. Saul. Saul, yeah. Yeah, that was his yeah. thing. But um, so here's the the difference is that if – let's think like a, a progressive here, okay? All of a sudden we have this virus, okay? Everyone's just crazy scared to go out and, and just do simple things in life. <clears throat> and so why, why did the right not take advantage of this virus the way the left did? The left has grown in power right now, okay? The right lost power. Essentially, they, they literally lost power over the last two years, okay? And this was the time for Republicans to push, ram it down their throats as far as school choice goes. That money, that 9000 what was it, 9500 bucks? Yep. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. That, 9, why is that not going directly to the student to do whatever the hell they want to do? If that means homeschooling, fine. If that means going to a private school, a charter school. We're too stupid. Is that that's what it what, is? No, that's what they think. We don't know how to it's spend part of money. the bubble. <laughs> it goes back to what I said about the bubble. They know more than us, okay? We're the peons. They lead. We follow because we, we don't know. Well, and we're incapable. And as we need to go ahead and wrap this up, I would say that I guess. Yeah, Boulder's we, we decision... took a turn there for that one. That's a, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, but... we're going to rein things in, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to that thought, Stuart, because what <laughs> I'm going to say then is that taxpayers have a choice coming up on November 2nd, early voting starting on Monday, Monday. the 18th. Taxpayers. Are you going to allow that bubble to continue? Are you going to perhaps burst that bubble and vote no on this bond election? My thought is that there are some things in there that there's money going to the ag program. I'd probably like to see more money going in. There's some good things, but now is now the time. I think the answer is no. All of the costs that they have factored in are should be out the window with our supply chain issues. I mean, we got Mayor Pete here at, at Department of Transportation. He wanted to be president? What? Right, yeah. He can't handle... Well, know. he won't even come so, off a of maternity leave to deal with it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Forgot. He had a kid, Fatherhood. didn't he? Oh, he had two kids? Two of them. Twins. Twins? Okay. He gave birth. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. We're going we're gonna to so, shut this thing down. Like, anyway, no, but my point is the cost that they have based on building the new schools and all of the upgrades and such should be out the window right now. Okay. And and they're definitely, I'm going to have another podcast coming up here in a few days that addresses exactly that, because if people don't follow news the way we do, well, we're going to give them a little snapshot of what's going on from a, a realm of different econo- economists that are talking about this, and nobody has anything positive to say about this. And so, you know, even the transitory inflation was going to be transitory. Even the White House is backing away from that term because they know this isn't going to be a 30-day, 30, 60-day, 30 90-day thing. In, it's going to be here. Inflation, stay. high inflation directly affects the bond market. So when our when TISD goes to the bond market and starts to uh, basically they, they'll – 
Oh, without getting into the craziness of it, they're looking for the best rates and such. Okay, that we're not going to get the rate that they think we're going to get. And they've been using that interest rates are low for 15 years now. They pride themselves on their accounting abilities. Yes, and they've been using that for 15 years, and that's how we here in Bell County, sitting here in Temple ISD, the city of Temple, um, the college and the school district, that's why we have over a billion dollars in debt right now, and passage of this is going to take us up to about $1.3 billion. The common misconception here, okay, they keep perpetuating our debt. We've got pregnant mothers right now who are going to have kids, and they the debt will not go away. They will constantly be paying off of it. So, mm. Well, there's a lot more we could talk about, but meanwhile, I thank you guys for sitting in on this. Thank you for having us. Yes. True pleasure. Okay, and we just remind everybody that voting starts Monday, October 18th. We'll have the locations up on the Political Pursuits Facebook page along with the other data that we discussed today. Again, we thank all of you for sitting in and listening to our perspective on this. We hope we've given you some good things to think about. I'm Lou Ann Anderson, and we'll talk soon. New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections with monthly annual and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com.